I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Dank. If you want to, I don't know if you've doxed your actual name or you'd have to dox too much of whatever you, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, you know, maybe tell the listeners where you're from, you know, a bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm not fully doxed. Uh, I, some people in this space that have, have seen me, they know my name or, you know, they've seen me on video or something. Um, so I guess I'm like pseudo doxed, but not fully. Um, so I go by Dank. Um, my handle's Dank Sunset, but you can call me Dank. My pronouns are she, her. And honestly, I, I'm a super all over the place human. I value kindness. I love connection. I love writing. I love getting to know people, genuine, like authentic, real connection, um, which is why I was so interested in what you were doing here with behind the JPEG. I got into, I got into the space in August of 2021, something around there. I never know anymore, but I think, I don't know, summer 2021. I've done some mod work. I have ICM right now. I host spaces, a little bit of everything, honestly, just kind of floating around and I'm really bullish on the technology in general. So I just kind of, I don't know. I love, I love being in it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, can I ask a question? And I don't want this to come yeah. across in the wrong way, but is the name Dank in any way related to marijuana? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. i don't know if it's in the in, in america if you've got that nickname but there's nickname uh, in the uk and, and uh, dank is sometimes is. you know <laughs> it is it is i may or may not have uh been stoned when i was coming up with my name uh i love that <laughs> and i was watching a sunset at the time like that's my that's my behind the the handle like story <laughs> I, love, I, I love that i watching a sunset and i was like that's a dank sunset that's cool that's a cool name have you doxed where it is in, in you're from exactly like the sort of state or anything? Washington. Washington. Yeah. I don't, is it, is it legal there or not? I don't know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's not here. So, you know, I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know, what? you know, what? Uh, what's dank? What? I don't even know what that is. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that story. That's it. That's, you know, but you know, your mind was open and wow. Yeah, and, and my grandma great recently um, started following my newsletter. And so I send out all of them. My spaces in my newsletter, and so I, I had to explain to my grandma what my username was. Oh my! <laughs> Fair enough. You know, at least at least you're honest. And, yeah, you know, she didn't bat an eye, but it's cool. <laughs> I, I assume over there, it's quite like people are quite alright with it. Yeah, even the even the older generation. Yeah, like ten years ago, it was very different. Um, but now, I mean it's like nothing you walk outside and you're like i know someone's smoking who is it nobody yeah like... uh, when you're here you smell it a lot but the older generation are definitely a lot more bitter towards it and uh yeah. you know they're definitely not open-minded and this is why it's probably not legal because our our government's full of sort of older <laughs> mps and stuff like that but one day i'm pretty sure it will it will come around <laughs> I, I hope so anyway and and you know if we're going to speak about you know you said you you created your, your username there and stuff i want to hear the sort of story that got you to you know coming on crypto sort of Twitter and the Web3 space and all this, you know, what were you doing before it? You know, what, what work or study? Do you go to uni and stuff like this? Yeah, um, I did. I did go to university for a little bit. Um, I quickly dropped all of my class. I dropped all of my classes, actually. You're here. I don't know if it's different there. Here, you're only allotted like a certain number of drops in your college career. And I used up all of mine in one semester. Uh, <laughs> I think you can, I think here you can, well, I didn't go to university, uh, but I think you can drop out as many times as you want, but I guess you'll just lose money every time. 
yeah it was a there there was a lot of people that were just not happy with that choice in general <laughs> what was it you were studying what did you drop out of uh business i think my major was business administration and management and then i was minoring minoring in marketing but i was still at like um I was at a, like just a community college. I was still just like English and my language and like just the basics. I just, I had to, it didn't pay my bills. <laughs> I had nice. to work and I just, it was too much. And I honestly, I was like, I would rather pay my bills and be able to pay for my apartment. And I don't know, just like that hands-on work, work type life experience uh, is kind of that route I took. <laughs> Yeah, I, to be fair, I'm very much the same. I, I didn't go to, we, we have sixth form here, which is sort of studying after high school. Um, for you guys, I should imagine it's, it's you're sort of about 17, 18 here, and you do two years of that, and then you go to university. I don't know if what the equivalent is. But I didn't do either of those because I wanted to sort of start earning money um, yeah. and not waste, well, not wasting it. I mean, university would have been great fun. And I, I'm kind of like wishing I'd gone to just do the fun parts, but at the same time, I'm better off now in terms of money, I guess. But it's choices, isn't it? And do you think you made the right choice way. dropping out though? Oh, totally. I mean, I, I feel the same way. I feel that there's certain things that I did miss out on, right? Like I I don't have those call, like lifelong college friends. I didn't go to like college by party. I mean, by then I was already partied out. I, but like, I do feel like I missed out on some of those, but at the same time, everything is a choice and I made those, my, my choices and I don't, I wouldn't have changed anything. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think the parties is what I'm, what I wanted to, <laughs> you know, that's the, what I feel like I've missed out on, but I've yeah. tried to, you know, you can still go partying and stuff outside of it, but university is next level. Like the stories I've heard from my friends who have gone, it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe I did miss out on that, but it's, it's all right. And, and, we'll you know, get some parties in the metaverse, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can't really get waved in the metaverse because it's not real, but yeah, we'll see. It's, it probably won't even work. You see Mark Zuckerberg there, you know, give him, give me a pint. It's all right. But uh, in terms of, you know, the metaverse and crypto and stuff, how did you get into that? Did someone introduce you to that? Did you see it online? Yeah, or? yeah it was a friend uh, and he was really fucking annoying about just, I don't even remember what he was taught, MNFTs or crypto or I, Honestly, I don't really remember what he was talking about because at the time I literally didn't know what he, I remember him talking about mining and like trying to talk my husband into mining or at least what I think was he was describing as mining now. And still like, not sure. Still not sure. Right. Like I, cause I had no fucking idea what he's talking about in the beginning. I'm like, this sounds sketch. I'm not. It. And then finally I'm like, I really respect him. He's a really smart person. Like there's so, like he wouldn't there's something here. And so I'd asked enough questions and like, I had enough questions, essentially. I'm like a person that needs to do it on my own. And so I had, I had had enough questions I couldn't have answered. And so I started YouTubing them and I fell down like a whole weekend long rabbit hole. And then from there, I mean, like it was just starting into, I guess that like the peak, right. Like getting into the bowl and stuff. And so it was just from there, I don't know, full on dive into the deep end no turning back. <laughs> yeah. What was the first stuff you brought? Was it a crypto or was it an NFT? Oh man. Um, I didn't buy crypto first. Well, I guess I had to buy crypto to buy an NFT, but my husband had dabbled in like, I don't know, some like really easy, basic crypto exchanging stuff, but I bought NFT first. I think I bought, I think a chibi ape was my very first NFT purchase. 
which are still around. So I'm proud. Like my first one isn't my first one wasn't even a rug. I was going to say, do you still hold that? I do. It's on my ledger. I do. Uh, with NFTs, I'm I'm less clued in than crypto. So it's it's always weird for me coming on here because everyone seems to be mostly into NFTs, at least more so than crypto tokens and stuff like that. And yeah. it's always interesting to hear people talking about them because I have no idea. I'm still learning for all of this stuff. Like, what you know, when you say about people talking to you and you're just there like, uh, don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I feel like that every time I hop on a space or just read some of these tweets people are putting out, I'm just like, okay, these people are so smart. And I'm just sort of like, oh, okay, well, everything I thought I knew <laughs> is not enough. Uh, I sound smart when I speak to like my grandma about it, but, but right. anyone else is on the side. Your oh, I'm so stupid. makes you feel so smart. And then you go and talk to some other people. That's how I feel when I get on like the real crypto Twitter side. Like I feel the same way where like I feel very comfortable and pretty well versed in like NFT Twitter, but I get to like real crypto Twitter and I'm like, oh, wow hi <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i can talk about the basics to people and i feel like i'm like okay this conversation is good it's good and then it's when people start talking about like the technical even the mining and stuff and all the sort of actual developing and all this it just blows my mind i just have yeah. a clue <laughs> even then i mean I, I almost i almost got into mining like years ago i used to play a lot of video games and my friend was talking about mining bitcoin I remember he said uh, about trying to do it. And I remember looking into it. And again, like I'm saying now, thinking, no, th this makes no sense. And back then, there was a lot less information to be found on on all of this stuff. This was right. years ago. And now, obviously, I'm wishing I had have just, <laughs> you know, spent like a day and actually learned how to do it. And just mine given something. one shit, maybe, and like yeah. just enough. So I just hopped back <laughs> on the games and now I'm poor. But it's yeah. fine. You know, could have <laughs> had those Bitcoins stacked up, didn't. Same story. Yeah, I remember seeing like um um what are those called uh where you like rent a slip for your boat dock whatever those are called. But I remember seeing a sign years and years and years ago in my town that was like, oh, you can rent a boat slip for X amount of Bitcoin or something like that. And I mean, it was probably an absurd amount now, right? Because it was so cheap back then. But I remember being like, what the fuck. <laughs> that's crazy and now i'm like oh wow i wonder how rich that person is <laughs> yeah it's crazy and there's other stories as well like I've, I've had friends you know people i've known order things off of a certain website which was illegal uh the you know the <laughs> the dark web and all that stuff and they had bitcoins in like you know using for that and i think he ended up selling a couple years ago and it was and obviously it's worth even more now it might have been three years ago i think he had a couple bitcoins left on there and there's so many people you hear stories <laughs> Who were who basically buying drugs on the internet with Bitcoin, and then they just right. find their like wallets later now, yeah. and they're like, "Oh my!" <laughs> Can you imagine, like, just because, like, no, mom, I'm just buying my weed with with Bitcoin, <laughs> and now you're like, "Oh wow, five Bitcoin." See, we've got a story in the UK. There's a guy, I think he's in Wales, and you probably may have heard it over there. He had a effectively, I guess, a USB stick or whatever he had his wallet on. I don't know, and he threw it away. And he knew the dump and or the tip, whatever you guys call it, the landfill where they yeah. had put it. And he's been spending like years now. He's, I think he's like hired uh, a team and everything to try and find this USB there. He's sifting through like the whole thing. Cause there was something like, I don't know, thousands of Bitcoin on it or whatever. So yeah. if he did find it, it'd be worth it. But it occasionally pops up in the news. It'll probably pop up again next bull run. <laughs> this guy is still going at it, just in the dump, <laughs> looking for this USB. And it's, I, I, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? I guess you would, oh, totally. you would be pretty depressed. I'd be depressed I mean, like if I found I'm that. surely that's enough to retire with. Like. It would be, yeah. I think it was worth like millions. But if you knew you were throwing that out, well, I don't God, know. Yeah, that's gut-wrenching. 
it would be terrible. And now, Dank, I'm going to talk to you about something in your bio, if that's okay. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, so you say that you're a gardener right there. Yes. Is this... Now, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to... Is, is this actual gardening? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I was just wondering, you know... Judging off our no, previous I've, talks, I've could this once. be some special I've garden? I've my own plant once, and I left her outside to. I just, I had other stuff going on, and she died, unfortunately. But it was fun to try to grow. Yeah, yeah, cheaper as well, probably. Yeah, but no. Tell me like about your garden. Traditional gardening. So I just love being outside, and I don't know. There's something about plants and being able to take care of something and watch it grow and. So I'll tell you why I was interested in it, because I went to college and did a course doing countryside management, and I was going to do landscape gardening for a long time. And it was it was something that interested me until I had to I had to have a spine operation. So it, basically, I can't uh, do so much manual labor yeah. anymore. Unfortunately, I don't know if you ever heard of scoliosis, but that, they had to fuse the whole spine, basically. But I, I just found it really interesting, like you said, like being outside. And obviously, I know you we're going to sort of touch on your spaces later about wellness and, and all this stuff but like the outside part of that and, and the gardening and stuff I think is really good for like mental health yeah mental well-being and yes. I, I just wanted to you know yeah hear your opinions on that on that kind of stuff and your thoughts towards that do you sort of and like, I guess even stuff like you know taking walks in nature versus in the gym Oh, absolutely. I think um, anytime you have the chance to to be outside, it's funny, on another space yesterday, we were talking about whether we were indoor or outdoor people. <laughs> um, and I was I was contemplating whether I was an indoor person, but being outdoors, like you just, the fresh air is good for you. Touching soil is like scientifically proven to be good for you. Tending to things like taking care of something is is good for you and so like that's something that is is one of the things like I'll do when I'm feeling down on on a day where I'm feeling like really just down or bad um so I'll go take care of my plants whether that's like giving them water or sometimes I just talk to them <laughs> I know that sounds like the crazy <laughs> plant lady but <laughs> no no it's uh, I mean it makes sense although I didn't know I didn't know it was sort of scientifically proven mm -hmm. I don't know if you've got uh, if you can speak on that any more that, than just that but I, I can see how it would be because it's like sort of bringing you back to nature and what humans were doing as opposed to sitting at a computer. Yeah. So Susan down there is uh, our science nerd at the word diet. Um, she I'm sure would love to could go into all of the details about it, but yeah, there's um, there's like actual science behind it. And like it releases certain stuff and I don't know, certain stuff happens. Susan, Susan, could you, <laughs> could you give us a, an explanation if I brought you up? Give me a thumbs up if you could, or a thumbs down if you can't. 100%, okay. yeah. Right, I'm going to bring Susan up. If you're all right with this, yes, I can bring her to bring a little, little cameo. To. She would love to share this knowledge with everybody. I want to hear it. I love stuff like this. <laughs> I, 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 like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, she's free. Well, until Susan. Oh, no, we're good. We're good. She's here. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Dink. I didn't want to take it over, but you're one. I was like, yes, talk about the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you would want to nerd out about the dirt. Um, yeah, there's tons of actual scientific research that backs it up. Um, if you look at positive psychology, they've done different test studies on the way the connection because you're slowing down, you're tending, and you the sunlight you absorb it all, and your vibrations lower. But the other thing is they're doing more and more studies on plants and the vibrations, sound frequencies, and energies that they release 
and we connect and become in tune with them. And we can go as nerdy on that as you want. Because- well, that's, that's great that you're bringing this up because I do have a question. We, so basically, my, my dad has a small holding and he's big into plants and nature and all this. Mm-hmm. And he's recently been looking into, and I can't remember the word because it's something to do with the electric, was it grounding? Yeah. Has anyone heard yes, of grounding? Yes, the, elect- you must have, yeah, if the electronic yeah. pulses. The other thing is, so one of the newest studies that have been out there is they tell a lot of people when they say touch grass, one of the biggest things when you lay down in the grass or even put your bare feet in the soil, because we are electronic, uh, like we are all electricity, right? That's that's our bodies. We run on electricity. So when you ground to the soil, you can release and rebalance your energies. So when your hands touch it, it does the same idea as your feet doing it. And isn't the thought process behind that that because you're walking around in shoes all day or inside where I guess there's insulation between yourself and the earth, you're always more positively charged than you should be, or uh, if it was like natural? Correct. That is exactly the idea. Yeah, 100%. And then you get people who, you know, put tinfoil on their bed and throw, a, you know, a wire out the window and smack it into the ground. <laughs> yeah, there's people, that, like that. there's people that actually do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. It was, it was interesting to me, actually. I like stuff like that. It's like science that people are yet, the, the general population are yet to believe, if you know what I mean. Like, if you were to say this to some people, like, if I went to my nan and said this, you'd think I was crazy. I actually don't think that, I think elders would be more accepting of it. Truthfully. Oh, yeah, true, to be fair, actually. Maybe. But uh, you know what I'm saying, though, in terms of what I think the general thought would probably be like, oh, instead of putting that tinfoil on your bed, you should put it on your head because you're <laughs> crazy. Maybe. That needs to be a shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's just a good one. I've created a phrase. I am proud. I normally get my words mashed up and muddled. So, you know, there, there we have it. But uh, thank you for that, Susan. I appreciate that little cameo. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump down. <laughs> no, thank you, Thanks Sue. for that, honestly. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have to get you on one time and we can speak all about this stuff because I, I love this topic and it's really interesting to me. So thank you for that. I do appreciate you coming up. She's a super interesting human. You should definitely interview her. Yeah, she seems she seems great. And um Dang, this isn't an interview. This is an informal conversation. Yes. she. You would love to <laughs> chat with her because she can talk about a lot of shit. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, this is the thing. Like, there's all these interesting people out there who know, like, you know, if we were to scour the audience now, people are going to know stuff that, you know, I'm not going to know, you're not going to know. Yep. It's just about, like, unlocking that. And some people are, don't like speaking, I guess. But I try and I try and make it so, you know, if anyone does come up here, it's easy to talk to them and, yeah. and pick their brains for, like, their knowledge and stuff. Uh, but bringing it back to you, Dank, because I'm going to get off topic here. Um, I wanted to ask you if you had sort of had any other investments outside of crypto and Web3, maybe I'm thinking like stocks or even, um, you know, stuff in the physical form, whether it be gold or collectibles. I've had like a guy on here before. He's a big collector. I collect uh, sealed Pokemon product to resell <laughs> eventually. So, you know, do you have anything else apart from crypto that you're into like that? Yeah, I... Um... So we're we're looking into property right now. We're we're kind of just waiting for the sweet spot and sweet spot the sweet spot in the market with uh, just rent prices and and taxes and whatnot for it to make the most sense. But we're looking into property right now. Are you looking to like renovate and resell or or rent it out? Renting for right now. Uh, that's what I like about. So I'm in real estate for real life work. Um, but that's what I like about real estate as an asset class, um, is just the diversity that you have available. 
Um, if you plan to, you know, rent it out and renting isn't going to work, you can always rehab it and, and flip it. Right. And it doesn't have to be like a full renovation. You can put in, you know, 20 K and go in and, and uh, sell it as an exit plan if you need to, or, you know, your long-term isn't working or maybe that market's better for short-term. Um, it's just diverse, which is what I like. Yeah. It's been, uh, again, a thing I've thought about uh, doing at some point, it's expensive in the UK to buy property. I don't know how much, if you know about that, uh, obviously the land is there's a lot less land and mm -hmm. the, just everything's expensive in terms of like, whether it be one acre or a flat, like uh, an apartment, stuff is so expensive here and it's only going up because I guess the population of the UK is going up and the land is getting less. Whereas I think in America, it's probably a different site, sort of different concept because you guys have so much land. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, I guess the risks, if you were to buy a house somewhere, is there more risk? I think there's probably more risk of it going down because just, I don't know, like the land could, people could just move away. Yeah. I think it depends on, on the market that you're in too, because there are, there are markets that have slowed down a lot. There's markets that are still super hot and it depends on what's supporting your market too. So like if your market has like a naval base, let's say um, ships coming in and out, there's all the time going to be rentals, renters available. And if there's people that are renting, there's going to be people that are also buying as long as rates are right, right. And, and prices make sense. Um, so I think it's market dependent. It really depends on what, what's going on, but for the markets I have been looking into specifically, I'm looking into markets that haven't started being developed entirely yet, because I feel once it started getting developed, that's already too far into the real estate cycle that I don't, I'm not comfortable with it becoming overdeveloped. Uh, so what do you mean by that exactly? Sorry, because I'm, you know, as, as someone who's not that clued in on the, on the, on the, you know, yeah on the words that you're using there <laughs> like what's yeah, the difference sure. between developed versus developing yep that kind of thing uh so okay so when the real estate cycle so there's supply and demand right in the cycle so when you have a bunch of renters that are available but not a lot of supply there's a lot of demand not a lot of uh, not a lot of supply your rent prices are going to go up your house prices are going to go up right um just because that demand's there but the supply isn't Developers, all they, they, their entire job is to just come in and develop land, develop properties on land. They look for those those types of markets because that's where they can go in and develop and sell. And as soon as they sell, they're out. And so they'll buy a big plot of land. They'll develop a housing subdivision or an apartment complex or something like that. Half the time they're putting it on the market as they're still developing it so that they can sell it afterwards and get out. But as, as more of it's getting developed, those, your rent prices, your rent prices start to see, um, start to let up, right? Because the demand is still there, but the supply has also increased. So I can't, I can't charge an outrageous amount for rent, which it's not ethical, but that's what people start to do. Right. But I can't charge an outrageous amount for your rent anymore because now you have five different options that you can go to. And so when I say I I don't feel comfortable in markets like that. It's because that tells me that I'm likely buying the top in that area um, because the supply is low, but the demand is starting or the demand is high, but that supply is also starting to increase. I don't want to buy and that supply start to have to start to increase with it. And then all of the sudden my value 
has decreased. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. The, the, the comparison, like comparing the US, what you're saying there to here is like, obviously in the UK, we have houses here that are hundreds of years old. And yeah. I assume you, you probably have old houses there, but I mean, I mean, when I say hundreds, like some stuff is really old. Um, and there's, there's a sort of thing where here people don't trust new builds uh very much i don't know if you guys have that there like the quality yeah. here is awful <laughs> um, yeah. there's like you see you can get like pages where, which literally just show you know wall walls literally being like not yep. the bricks are still sticking out like the windows aren't <laughs> actually in properly stuff like this and it's 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 crazy but the, i think the risk for people buying here say you spend 500 grand like yeah in a couple of years maybe you'd have lost 50 grand but i don't think you'd ever lose much more than that just in terms of because of the demand and and stuff like that so you know i guess the risk for you over there is probably considerably more like you say right. if you've got a big area where they can slap down a thousand more houses you know here to do that you've got to cross so much red tape to even get one planning permission so <laughs> it's uh it's, it's nice to see the differences though it's interesting it's interesting to me and yeah hopefully you know at some point in the future i'll be able to tell you that i've actually bought somewhere to rent out <laughs> but i don't know we'll see how that goes that'll um, be a whole space to celebrate it would be it would be a good space I, you know i'd use that first month's rent and uh i'd hire a, a rapper in there you know get some <laughs> celebrations I, I don't know but um, anyway i love it <laughs> right okay dank dank you're you're your personal brand now, because I've seen, obviously, you've got this this NFT profile picture. Very nice. Yep. And uh, you you obviously also host these spaces that you do. You've got the word diet and stuff like this. And I, I basically just want to ask you, well, I'd actually like you to explain the word diet to the listeners. And um, effectively, yeah, I just want to let you sort of promote that to them. And I want to hear a bit about that myself, if possible. I'd love to. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Um the word diet is a space so like a podcast, but um, a space, a Twitter space that we host three times a week. Um, and it's all around making people feel valued and seen. Um, but it helps them build confidence and understanding um, just through fun and, and kindness and awareness. And we help teach tools to help you get there. Um, and when I say help, really, it's the word empower. Um, we don't like the word help. We like the word empower. We think that by helping somebody, you're taking away their power. If you empower them to do something, um, if we teach skills to get you there, it empowers you to do that. Um, and then you can go on, on your way, right. Um, and carry that with you. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun, it's a fun space. I co-host it with two other ladies. Um, one of them are, is Susan, uh, down there that you had brought up earlier, um, but we host three times a week. The topics always just vary. Um, it's whatever's on our heart, really. So like burnout was one. Um, I've done a series. Uh, we did a four-week series on burnout um, because it's entirely preventable. But one, we don't realize that we're doing it half the time. And two, we a lot of times it's easy to feel like you're just helpless to burnout. So yeah, it's just a space to, I don't know, be more self-aware and build your confidence and gain life skills. And I don't know, through authentic connection and, and like judgment free come as you are type area. Yeah. I love that. So is it, you would sort of say, I don't want to say self-help, but like you said about empowering, I guess it is similar, but about, you know, people being able to try and better themselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I would say what, like, mo like motivation type stuff. Maybe yep. do you speak sort of health, like nutrition, diet, stuff like that? 
We have before. Um, I, there's somebody in the community, um, like we have a Twitter community just to kind of help keep everybody in one place, right, and allow us to chat some more. Um, but there's one person in there that's very, very, very into nutrition for health. Um, and I know that we've had some spaces on that before, but it's definitely an area that I'd love to dive into more in the future. Yeah, because fun- funnily enough, um, when I asked about it <laughs> in the DMs, when you said the word diet, my brain <laughs> first went to, oh, we want to talk about diets. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you said the word diet. And it's I was like, intentional. Oh, right, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's no, but I, I, love, I love the name, actually. <laughs> the word, the name, that that's intentional. It's, it's, a, it's a, just a very catchy marketing way, right? Because you think of the word diet and you do instantly exactly where you went. That's where your brain goes. And diet actually goes back to the word dietia and it meant the way of life. And so really everything you do is your diet, what you consume, what you say, what you eat, all of that is the way of living. It's the way you are living. So every single thing you are doing in your life is your diet. And so that's kind of where that had come from is we wanted to teach people about words and their real meanings and how it impacts your life and, and so yeah, the the word diet was was meant to do exactly what uh what it had done with you. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. It's good. I'll, I'll definitely be tuning into a few of those because um, I like stuff like that, and it will be good to, to speak you. to you guys again. Actually, in your own when you when you're hosting me, so yeah, that, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, on on the topic of this, just for people listening and listening on the podcast, uh, in a few weeks' time, I'm when we're speaking about sort of this wellness and uh, stuff like that, I've got a couple of therapists actually coming on for a space. Uh, they they do different types of therapy and we're going to be talking sort of mental health in web three and uh, all that good stuff, that sort of topic. So uh, keep an eye out for that one as well. I will be posting that when we do it. Cause I think that'll be a great one to, to tune into and also be able to ask questions. I'm thinking about maybe getting some people doing an AMA with them, putting their questions forward for them. And uh, yeah, I, I'd love to invite everyone here and anyone listening to that. I'll post about it uh, closer to the time, but just a heads up on that one. Cause that's going to be a, a fun one. Um, now I wanted to ask as well. So obviously I was speaking about your spaces and I spoke about your NFT profile picture. Um, have you got sort of any, cause you've got a lot of followers on here more than me, uh, 5,000, I believe 5,800. And I just want to ask you how you've sort of gone about growing your personal brand on Twitter. Whether you've got any sort of tips for people who are looking to grow their Twitter account, maybe host their own yeah. spaces, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Lots of, lots of things. So uh, all of it has been trial and error, sometimes chance, sometimes very intentional. Um, (laughs) I think early on, there was no, there was zero intention to actually grow a Twitter account, a following, an audience, friends, any of it. Um, Honestly, one of my favorite stories actually is to tell, it was during the bull run and it was back when like, there was like grindy invite contests. And so you'd have to invite certain number of people into a discord server to be able to get whitelisted for the ability to mint. And like, it was just, it was a lot. Um, and I, I was friends with somebody and they said, if you DM this person, they'll just give you whitelist. And I was like, all right, bet. And so I DM'd them and I was like, Hey, they told me blah, 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 blah. And they went and looked at my Twitter account. And I, I don't even know how many people I had on there at the time, but it wasn't a lot. And they were like, you don't have enough if you, so you, yes, I'll give you whitelist, but you also have to invite five people or something like that. Um, and that wasn't like the turning point for me at all. Like it wasn't like a, normally I'm like a very competitive person. So if you're like, that's not good enough, I would have been like, all right, bet, watch me. Um, but that wasn't the turning point. It's just like a funny a funny story I like to tell when people ask about um, 
like a Twitter account. Um, a lot of it in the beginning, a lot of it was like community people, like communities I was in, right? Like you um, follow because they have the same PFP as you and um, you're in the community. A lot of it was folks that I would meet in the space. I did a lot of DMing and like connecting with people. I was kind of just all over the place. Um, a lot of people you meet in spaces. Some of my best, I think like tactical, like very actionable, less vague tips, following accounts that you admire that are, are larger than you, that you admire and interacting with those. I'm essentially telling you to like be a, like a reply person. And I know they have like, sometimes they have like a negative connotation, but like really, if you become a reply human on accounts that you actually admire, you're just supporting, right? Like we've all heard about like the Twitter algorithm change. And so you support people by commenting. So one, you're supporting them, but two, you're interacting with people. They start noticing your PFP. They'll start acknowledging you. They'll start replying back to you, right? And then you'll get a follow. And so like, if you wanted to follow, let's say you wanted to follow Zeneca and you really wanted Zeneca to follow you back, um, set notifications on for Zeneca. And then when you see them post, go reply to them and just, and, and don't just hi, right? Like make it something that's like thoughtful, put a little bit of thought into it and be genuine, be your genuine, authentic self. Um, but two things will come from that one, that account will start to notice you. And it's somebody you admire. So you're starting to build a relationship with them. It's a great way of networking. Um, but two, people look through comments and comments actually get more visibility than like your traditional regular just tweets. And so by commenting on accounts that you admire, they're typically accounts that align with you in value. People that are following them probably align in value as well, which means they probably would align in value with you as well. And so really by becoming like a reply human, <laughs> but doing it the not the right way, but doing it in a way that aligns with you and who you are as a human is a great way. Um, I think a great, easy, actionable thing that you could start today um, that would help. The other part is just tweet, just post, just tweet. There's nothing negative that's going to come from it. And, and, and by just like retweeting things, um, you're not you're not getting a chance to showcase who you are. Um, and so if I go and I click on your profile, the only thing I know about you is your bio. If there's, if, if I've never seen you tweet before. So I think that having a bio, having um, a pinned post that you have posted that shows who you are, just having, you know, just, just things that are recognizable when I click into a profile, that's going to make me want to scroll more, I think also. Yeah. And I think especially like you say about replying to accounts that you you know, you like and or a big accounts in your niches and stuff. Uh, if you're a person who's good with like memes as well, and it's funny, funny stuff, if you can get that first on big accounts, uh, they those tweets tend to bang. Uh, I know I've done it with Watcher Guru. I don't know if any of you follow that account. They put like all the crypto news out and general news sometimes. And uh, I've got a few, you know, a few tweets that are banged with that. And that's uh, always a good way of getting just impressions. And through that, I've, I know I've linked my podcast in the comment of that. And it's, again, got massive impressions just because of the original tweet. Uh, stuff like that's pretty good. Like we had the, they posted about the Chinese balloon. Uh, no, they didn't. They posted about the Chinese research center. And uh, I put a photo of the up house with the balloon saying <laughs> spotted Chinese new research center flying overhead or whatever. And and that one, again, it's like a easy, simple, like kind of meme-ish tweet. But again, the, the impressions on that 
brought people to my page and and my podcast i could see the clicks through the link that i had and stuff like that and it's sort of like that along with quality posts uh that is my i'm just adding my two pennies there i know i asked you a bit rude of me but yeah and i wanted to ask you dank what do you think on you know speaking about reply guys like gm sort of mass gm spamming that people do i i am (laughs) i've definitely done this and i do gm people i do it a lot less than at the start um i don't know what to think about it i just want to know your opinion on that yeah, that's a great question. I have a lot of opinion about it, actually. <laughs> um, I've had a varying opinion. Um, I did it a lot in the beginning. Just I was on Twitter and I didn't have really like a goal or an intention a lot of the times when I was on Twitter earlier on. And so I spent a lot of my time just interacting with other people, which included a lot of GMing. <laughs> Less GNing, but some GNing also. Um I did used to post GM a lot and then I went through a phase where I didn't, I felt like it was very, um, I don't know, just engagement for me. I have come to accept it. I think that it has become part of the culture, which I do enjoy, but it is undeniably where impressions can come from. Um, I've done a lot of, especially when Twitter put out like the analytics, you can see the views, like the impressions, Um, on other people's tweets, I've spent a lot of time digging into them. And, and with the comments becoming meta, I've switched back to GMs, I post, I will include other things in my GMs now. Um, And so it's almost my, I guess it's my my twist on a GM, because I think GMs get engagement. And I think engagement can lead to real authentic connections and followers, right? Because if somebody finds you from a GM post, but then digs more into your profile and really loves who you are as a human and then follows you and that can lead to a true connection. So I see it as part of like a a funnel there, right? But two, I think it gives people like a, a reason to interact with your post. And so I've started GMing, but then including some of my morning ritual stuff with it, um, that includes like a thoughtful, like, uh, introspective type question that I pose to other people, some people aren't going to be comfortable replying with an introspective, vulnerable type deal, right? But they might be okay with saying GM. And so some people just comment GM. Some people comment back with their introspective answer. And so I think I've learned to, to sum it up. I, I have a soapbox about it. To sum it up, the impressions and the engagement it gets is undeniable. I have introduced it back into my life, but I have, and I have found a way to make it uniquely mine to where I feel it's palatable. (laughs) Sounds like talking about drugs. You have to reintroduce the the needle of GM. Just a little bit though, in moderation. We're microdosing GMs here. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think uh, my, my, I like throwing my opinions out there as well, but I'm just thinking. I love hearing opinions. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, I like it, but. I don't like the way some people do it. Some people do it very engagement farmy. I don't right. like when people tell me to GM them. I, I basically purposely don't GM if people say. Yep. But and I also don't actually have time to do it that much anymore. Like when I first started, I, this is really sad to admit, but like I'd be on there for like an hour or two. Like, you know what I mean? Just doing it yep. when I was off, like on my days off. And I'm like, what? I could be at the gym now or whatever. Uh, so I sort of do it to people. If I've seen them also, this is where it comes sort of full circle. If I've seen them interacting with me or I know them and, you know, they've, made the effort along with me then i will also make the effort back so it's sort of like a two-way street you don't want to you don't want to be someone who just takes 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 and then never gives anything 
And obviously, I think GMs are good to, like you say, get eyes on your page. If you've got a GM post that gets a lot of people commenting, more people will see it, more likely to then click your account and actually see what you do outside of just posting GMs. So, you know, say if I post to one, they'll be like, oh, click the account, see a podcast there, be like, okay, that's that's what he does. And then if they're interested, they'll stay or if not, they, they won't. But I think it's a good thing if people do it right. I just think you need to basically, it's like if you're trying to talk, you know, get to know someone for a relationship, you don't want to put in, don't want to be too needy with it. You know, you just got to be like, just don't, don't overdo it. And and I yeah. think it's fine. And I think if you do add some value with them, it's even better. If you add something to, to read with it, that's not just good morning, I'm drinking right. coffee, then it's a good right. thing as well. Right, right. And that's, that's kind of what my opinion was on it as well. And I think you said it, and I, I think you just brought it full circle is you're, you are okay with doing it with people where you see that like that effort has been put in. Right. And so that's that relationship, that connection that's being built. And that's why reply humans are important. It's why replying to people when you are on Twitter as part of your personal brand or your your networking is important spending. So I'll spend um, five minutes doing GMs or I just, it's usually my scroll, right. But it ends up being GMs because in the morning, that's a lot of what it is. But I say GM and it's just become part of my morning ritual. And so I'll go and like GM other people and other people will like that. They're like, I wasn't GMing to them, but I'm seeing other people that like that. And so it's people that are exactly what we had just talked about, right? Like I'm, I'm just connecting. I'm GMing back. I'm connecting back. I'm, I'm part of the culture, right? Like I'm here. But then also other people are finding me from that. And then exactly what you said, when they see what you're doing on your profile and then they stay there and they scroll right? Like that's another, it's just full circle. It's just to be conscious of how much time you are spending doing it. Yeah. I think there's a good way that I've found of doing it instead of necessarily being just a GM spammer. If you just go through your timeline and say, okay, I'm going to reply to 10 or 20 posts, whatever it is, just the next one's down. That's a good way of doing it. Cause then you find, you know, if you're doing it in the morning, you're likely to come across like five or 10 good morning posts, but you're also likely to find, you know, a post about something completely different that you may not have even been thinking about. And if you reply to that, firstly, the person, you know, if it's a post they put effort into, they're going to appreciate it. And that is going to then help you start building a connection with someone who you never know what they're going to do for you and how you guys might, you know, build something or do something in the future or even just, you know, find a friend or whatever. So I think just being an overall person, if you want to reply to people in general, don't just scope out good morning tweets because I think that's an even better way to get you know, if you're replying to someone's what they put some work into, some time into, they'll appreciate it more. And that's just another bit of advice. But I don't want to talk too much more on this because GMs are just depressing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, now, Dank, um, last thing about you before I talk about a bit of crypto uh, with you. I just want to ask what your goals are for the for this year, maybe for the future. I know you've got your newsletter. Yeah. Um. So part of the word diet is I have intentions, not goals necessarily. Um. Same same concept. Um, but I love the word intention. So I have a lot of intentions this year. So one of my intentions is to travel more. Um, I've met a lot of people. I'm, I've been pseudo doxxed, right? Um, but there's lots of people that I would be comfortable meeting in person. So that's one of my intentions this year. Um, another intention is to help grow the word diet, um, along with, with everybody else that is, is part of that. I feel that that's important and has already started helping people. Um, and I think if you see that at more scale, it's only going to help more people. Um, and that's all I've 
I spent a lot of time on Twitter, not really knowing what I was doing. And I think that's what I found is I want to help. I want to, I want to have connections with people. I want to help people feel confident in themselves um, and grow as a person. So I think be my major intentions for this year. Great. I like that. I like to ask people their goals because, oh, wow, intentions. I actually had that last week. I said goals and the, the guy said, no, I haven't got goals or whatever. He, he worded it strangely. It was uh, it was Deezy off the BitBoy Crypto, if anyone's watched that. Managed to get an interview with him. But he, yeah, it was very uh, <laughs> against like goals and more just, I think he said actions. I believe it was just taking the actions as opposed to having a good one goal. too. It's like a lifestyle, I guess. Like if you're saying, instead of saying, I want to lose 10 pounds, you're just going to say, okay, I'm going to eat healthy. Right. Yeah. And then your body will follow suit. Goals imply for me, goals imply a lack of like, I am, I need to reach this goal or I'm not going to be good enough. Or once I reach that goal, then I'm going to want another goal. Right. And then I'm never content. Intention is just, I just want to make a difference. Right. Like I want to help someone. My intention is just to help someone or my intention is to go travel more. And if that happens, great. I'm going to take actions, which I think is where that word that he was talking about. I'm going to take actions to to make my impact match my intention. So I, I really like that word action. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's, it's just, it works really well. If you, I think a good uh, analogy to use is like people who are looking to lose weight and stuff like this, because it's instead of thinking that you can think, I want to be healthy. How can, how, what, you know, what steps do you take to be healthy? People get exercise. So like, like I've recently started going back to the gym. I took, I was off for a few months and my main action is to go to the gym at least four to five times a week. And I'm not really, I don't really care about any weight or anything. You know what I mean? I'm just, uh, I just want to consistently take that action because I know that it is good for me. Right. And You're just yeah. looking for that movement. Exactly. And it's the same with the, you know, if you're trying to eat better or you could say one action I want to do is go for a walk in nature, you know, once a, every two days. I'm going to go ground myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go sleep in a pile of wood chip. And have <laughs> I'm going to get rid of it. all this electricity. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go hammer a copper pole into the ground and like, I don't know, <laughs> hold it for an hour. And, During uh, a lightning storm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I basically have that anyway. I've got metal poles in my back. Funny story, actually, walked out, you know, those, uh, the piers, the piers in like harbors, yeah. walked out there with some friends once and then uh, a lightning storm actually started. And I, I realized that I was <laughs> firstly, a metal pole stood in the middle of nowhere in a lightning storm. So we, we, we sprinted right back water. <laughs> and following that the lightning struck, we were under like a castle. It's very British, isn't it? There's a castle <laughs> on the edge, or like a fort, a uh, massive wall, lightning struck the top of it. I was like, right, well, that, that literally could have been me about five minutes ago. So yeah, not fun, but anyway. Uh, so, I realized so how funny. British that sounded. It's been like, yeah, it's just a castle, just like chilling. That was really British, like really dark and gray and stormy yeah. castle. That's just a day, you know, every day in summer. I won't tell you about winter. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> all right. Dang, tell me about your current profile picture. Enough Britain talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, I love it. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, from the clinic. They were a mental health uh focus project. I really just resonated with the PFP specifically. I went through someone's wallet. Um, it was the founder's wallet. <laughs> and I found the one that I liked the most. I liked the mom ones. Um, and it was in a price point that I could afford <laughs> because you, a lot of... You snooped through someone's yeah, wallet and found I your did. profile picture. I found you know. my profile. Yes. I like nice. specifically went to all of the brown hair baby mom ones. That was the one I identified with. And I found like that was just the one that stood out to me. And it was just so 
she's beautiful. She's not smiling. Like she's not smiling, but it almost looks like she's smiling, but she's also not like, it just looks very strong. Right. Um, and, uh, at the time my kiddo was still much younger and I don't know. I just love it. It's very me. That art reminds me of, and I don't know her name. So if you don't know it, this is going to be really awkward, but there's an artist. <laughs> the, who's the lady artist who has, uh, a monobrow. I think she, I don't know. Her name. Oh, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. This is going to be a really unhelpful Brown bit of hair. conversation. Yeah, maybe. Dark hair. Yeah. Black hair. I th- also think she might have been maybe Eastern European or something, but I don't yeah. know. Anyway. I see I see some hundreds and hearts. People know y- who we're talking about. Y- yeah, that one. It reminds me of like that. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Anyway, yeah, I like, like it. It's just very serious, but like powerful and beautiful at the same time. I don't know. It was just It's also very... clear. Like I find, I know like when I see you on the timeline, I know it's you. Like it's very yes. clear that it's you. So it's like we're saying about the brand people talk about for personal brand, like they always talk about having like very bold, um, like profile picture or something. It's just that, that teal on that yellow orangey color. Like I've had, I think it was web three down in the audience. Actually, I think it was web three once that was like, it was a long time ago. And he was like, I couldn't find the space, something, something. And I was just trying to search sunset mom something i was like well my my pfp works at least <laughs> yeah it is it's good branding i would look i'd keep it I've, I've had this conversation with people about and, and i know people that swap their profile pictures and stuff but like i get confused because i get to know you know got to know someone for being like a lemon my, my very first person i interviewed always had a lemon profile picture and now he's changed <laughs> it to some gorilla thing and i'm like who even are you i don't know you <laughs> i can't find you anymore because i just think i'm just imagining to you know so if you change yours up like for probably a bit i'll be like oh right you know, then then realize oh it's actually dank so yeah but i like it oh, I, I someone said frida frida that's the one that is the one <laughs> thank I forget, you guys i forget we get comments on here i'm so like incapable as a host that i don't oh I someone don't tagged me i forget about the comments too somebody tagged me and just oh web three said it too frida frida carlos nice. Thank you very much for letting us know because I was useless. That would have been a very like pointless bit of topic. I would have had to cut that out of the podcast. Everyone been... knew what it was at least. <laughs> yeah, at least, I think as soon as you say like lady artist with the monobrow, there's not really, I don't think there's any more. So, you know, or unibrow, whatever it's called. But yeah, uh, anyway, 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 we got off topic real quick. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. We're talking about crypto now, Dank. Yeah. We're talking about crypto now, Dank. I want to ask you, what's, are your favorite projects currently if you have if you have any like multiple uh whether that be nfts or cryptocurrency tokens or you know yeah uh so i see them for a project right now audio down there has the pfp the little egg pfp um but i see them for a project right now the egg collective um and they they build tools for keeping you safe in web3 um so like when you go to mint stuff can drain your wallet or um, if you click a link, malware can be installed, right? Um, and so they have like a Discord bot that you can run to see if a Twitter account's been botted or how organic it is, um, or a Discord bot that will run um, contract information, or that's coming, the, the contract audit. Um, so it'll be able to run, before you mint, you'll be able to run the full contract and see if there's any vulnerabilities in it, um, if it's going to drain your wallet or anything. And then you can also run it for like their just report, like trading information for it as well. So just stuff to help, or we have a URL checker as well. Um, so in the whole, like it's a, a safety net for the whole server, but then people can also go run um, specific URLs to check on their own. 
um, but it'll check to see if there's any malware installed or anything. So if it's a safe to click link or, or not. Um, that's probably my favorite project. Just I'm obviously involved in it. Obviously transparency. I hold a bunch of my collectives. <laughs> um, but uh, the mission just very much aligns with with me. Um, and then outside of that, I don't do a lot of minting. I don't flip a lot. I never, I did a little bit, but especially now that I'm, I have some more stuff that I'm working on. I'm not involved in a bunch of projects. I more so just mint people that I love to support, truthfully. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I guess I could say it's a biased opinion if you're saying what you're working, you know, the project you're working on. But uh, if you're working on it, it also shows that you are very like bullish on that project. So yeah. I will not say that that's a bad choice, you know, a bad thing <laughs> yeah, to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, full transparency. I'm a CM yeah. um, at, at yeah, but it's, when I hold you know, <laughs> you wouldn't be You wouldn't be there if you didn't believe in it, would you? So right. it's fair enough. And I've actually, I've had a, a similar project on, on one of the earlier episodes about like sort of protection and safety. And I, I like projects that's like that. Awesome. They're very interesting. Yes, yeah, they're, they're all, I, I won't go into them, but they're, very sort of, sim- sort of similar idea, slightly different take, um, but I like it. It's good, especially for you get new people coming into the space. And, I, yep. you know, I think we all know uh, most of us have probably taken some sort of loss in some way or mm. known someone who's taken a loss by something dodgy or seen it because it happens right. all the time. And I think avoiding that in the future, especially when new people are coming in and we all want, you know, uh, the space to expand and grow keeping it safe is a crucial part considering there's no regulations yet right. and you're keeping it safe for newcomers. So they keep coming, you know, so they stay and they don't just leave. And then if they leave and they've had a bad experience, they're going to spread the bad word and then it's right. going to, you know, hurt the space more. So I think it's a very important job that needs to be done. And- just a place for them to go to, right? Like, I mean, I could tell if I could probably go through a Twitter account and tell if it's spotted or not but a new person can't, right? Like they don't know what to look out for. And so like just having, I don't know, tools one to make it convenient, but two, even specifically for the new people is very important to me. I think safe communities is a, is an excellent thing to have. Like, especially if it's, even if it's just a community of people you've met, say if you've been on Twitter for a month and you've actually made friends with people and you know them and like they're vouched for in a wider community sense, that's also a good thing. I think that yeah. I think communities is probably the best way to stay safe on here in terms of just advice. And if you know, if you are brand new and you're like, oh, this person's asking for this information, is this safe? Being able to go right. to someone and ask them, is that safe or is that weird, is is genuinely going to help. You know, hopefully help so many new people start. Uh, you know, come the next sort of two year, three year, whenever the next pool cycle comes along. Yeah. Um, I, think we'll see I don't it. know that answer, but I know who will and being able to just go into a server and ask a question or stuff like that. But yeah, we'll, yeah. and if, if you want, we'll chat after and I'll, I'd love to send you one. I have a bunch of personal ones. So oh, I can get for you sure. One. That's very nice of you. I wish I could yeah. send you something back, but, um, I know you're more I, into I can... crypto and stuff. You can send me all your Bitcoin. Uh, well, I don't <laughs> hold Bitcoin. I'm not a Bitcoin maxi, so you can have it all if you want all zero of it. I'll send you so, some like kind words and they're worth loads from me. They're worth I love that. Very valuable. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I, I would, I mean, I appreciate that. That's, that's very nice no, of you to offer. Thank joking. you. But yeah, uh, I just, I love to share it. So I'd love to send you one just guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you ever want, want them to do their own podcast on here, feel free. I like having people on like talking to projects. I've had three projects on now. So it's, oh, that'd uh, be fun. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's good to talk and it's good to spread the word as well. So I, I like it. And I'm, I'm going to ask you, actually, I'm, I think I know the answer. I ask everyone this, and most people say NFTs, but I'm going to say 
you prefer NFTs over crypto, I'm guessing. Like over like tokens. Um so that's funny. Um, I like the technology. The technology. So I guess the token, yes, I love the technology behind that. Um I think crypto though itself. Um, God, I think, I think there's just different use cases. I'm bullish on both of them. I think crypto, the use cases are going to fucking change the world. I think the use cases of NFT, like tokens themselves, not necessarily the pictures that can be updated. Right. But, um, the technology itself very, very much is what interests me. Yeah, there is definitely different, the, the use cases in terms of like the digital ownership side and obviously the, the blockchain and crypto tokens and that. I mean, they've got billion or millions of different uses. There's a project for everything. But I think, yeah, that's a good answer. I like that because it's it's obviously both. You're probably right. going to be bullish on both if you're in this space. I mean, some people are going to be more NFT, you know, leaning that way or they're going to be leaning towards like actual crypto tokens. And so, I mean, some people still think NFTs aren't, you know, there it's all a big fad who are, you know, Bitcoin maxis or whatever. Right. And, but now Bitcoin has their own NFTs anyway, don't they? I, th- I think they had it for a while anyway, but that it's, it's finally come into like, into everyone's eyes. There's like, I keep saying about Bitcoin NFTs. I know nothing about them myself. I don't either. But, I, don't, yeah. I haven't had the time to look into I, it. I tried asking someone about it and I was, I was just instantly confused because it's, it's different <laughs> to normal NFTs. Something about like hosting a node to have an NFT and you can lose it. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to go into it because I haven't got a clue. I wait for the the like weekly recaps. I like lots, I watch a lot of like weekly video recaps from a couple of content people. Uh, so I'm waiting for that to come out and I'll learn about it there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. You can come back to me and tell me all about it because uh, yeah. I'm probably not going to look into that. <laughs> I don't really care much for Bitcoin um, NFTs. I don't think I'd use them, but yeah. that's just me. And speaking on NFTs and crypto, actually, is there any specific utilities that you're bullish on that you could name like? you know use cases you think might come up in the future that you're thinking yeah bullish yeah um god there's so honestly there's so many there's so many different use cases i think like just crypto in general like the concept of crypto like the ability to send money to people that don't have access to banks for example um or don't have places to keep their money because banks don't exist there um, that type of stuff, those types of user cases are, are what get me really excited. I think for NFTs, tokens, like a, a digital history of just activity, activity sounds creepy. That's not the right way to say that experience, like on-chain experience really excites me. Um, so like your, your classes that you'd take. So if you go to like university or if you go to a job, and you get certified, like if you become a certified product manager or something like that, like those types of use cases really excite me. I could go on and on. I'll, I'll digress. But I think those are some of the top ones that, that really get me excited. Yeah, no, there's that, some good ones. I like the idea, actually, like you said, about, uh, well, there's countries who may not have access to banks. You, you know, you've seen stuff like in Greece where they couldn't withdraw their money because the bank said no or right. whatever. And stuff like that's terrible to see. Obviously, it is. It also is down to the the banking system and it's sort of the failing behind it. Um, right. You know, I don't want to go into conspiracy theories and get people all riled up, but yeah, you see it failing a lot. You know, you've seen it in Germany when they had to wheelbarrow buckets of money to get bread. I spoke mm. about this in a previous episode, and yeah, I mean, you can see it already. There's uh, 
countries with I don't know how to describe it sort of lower lower end lower class countries I don't know poorer countries yeah. who are adopting crypto more and more and it clearly helps the citizens which is a really good thing to see because it's more secure than their governments yeah. fiat currency ownership is important right like and and centralized like centralization isn't isn't it decentralization and ownership is is very important I think um yeah but going off I of think that that's actually, the battle I yeah. think that's like the education piece that's missing that that I really would love to see people talk more about. Like what, like DeFi and, and your self-ownership type deal? Yeah, like talking about like in, in terms of like onboarding and such, I think that when you, st- at least for me, I, I feel when I've talked about um, ownership and decentralization and the, the negatives of not owning your own things or of centralization and then the pros of the opposite, I think that's when I see the most um, light bulbs go off for people of realizing, oh, wow, I can see why this is valuable. I can see how there is actual use case to this. And it's not just a Ponzi scheme or a way to buy drugs on the internet, you know? Yeah, exactly. Do you, are you worried about like a uh, future for like regulation and rules though for crypto, especially in the US? Like, do you have any worries about them possibly? I don't know if they'd, I don't think they'd ever ban crypto, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, I worry about a federal USDC um, just because I don't think the people making those regulations um, necessarily care or have um, the right intentions behind their actions, right? Um, so I think that's totally something to be concerned about um, and something that I've been trying to keep up with um, because I think that that our action, us in the space right now, we're, the, we're some of the only folks that know, um, I guess, the real, I don't want to say the truth, I guess the truth, but like the real use case, the real reason why a lot of this technology exists. And I think it's going to be up to a lot of us to um, rally and vote and right, like to, to help carve that out. Yeah. And I hope, I hope that over there you get it right because I know that it affects a lot here. So, you know, if America banned, you know cut it all out it would pretty much it wouldn't ruin it for everyone but it would be a massive setback yeah. for, for you know what i mean it, it does affect it and it would affect my bags and i want my bags to be going <laughs> up not down so that's you know that's vote right everyone i mean not right yeah. wing i mean just right correctly whatever you think um and yeah make it make the crypto get into your governments get them get them on board get the right people in and uh mm-hmm. yeah help everyone's bags along the way now, cool. I, I, well, I just wanted to get your opinion on the market currently. Actually, do you think we bottomed? Uh, I hate this question. <laughs> but you've got to answer it now. It. I have. I have. Now I have to corner. answer it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily. Um, I think that there's a lot of uncertainty, and I can see macro things happening in the world that would scare people even more um, and push. Like, but also. I don't trade. I don't watch charts, right? Like I, this is just purely just off of the things that are happening in the world. I think it's easy to get sucked into a vacuum and forget that NFT Twitter or crypto Twitter is literally just that, right? And it's, it can be an echo chamber. And so I think it's easy to think that there's a, the bull is coming back or something during like a, a mid bear rally or something. Um, but I, I think that there's enough uncertainty in the air of the world, um, that I could see there being 
uh, uh, more bottom because yeah. of, of more fear that, that could be upcoming. Yeah, I think it's possible. Uh, my personal opinion has always been, well, since, since uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I think, I think we may have seen the bottom, but I don't think that it's impossible to go down quite a lot lower than we are now. I think we will probably, uh, but no one knows, you know, if the recessions do happen, uh, you know, right. no one knows. So, right. but I do think that after this, I'm hoping after this year, it will be a lot more clear as to, or it should be over. I think the worst of it should be over after this year. I'm hoping that's just me hoping though, because you never know again, another war might kick off. You never yeah. do know. But I'm I hoping. think that I'm hoping my hope is that use cases are going to be pushed to the forefront. And I think I've, I've said this from the beginning, but in technology, you don't give a shit why your computer works. It just, you turn it on and it works. Right. Um, and so I think once we're there, um, I think once we're there, we'd start seeing a lot more adoption. And I think some, we've seen some of that start happening. Claim your free NFT via your email. All you need is your email to sign up and it'll create, you know, a new wallet for you or something like something where I don't know what's happening. Um, I could see a lot more of that starting to come out this year, which is what, what does get me excited. But that's why I also focus on just providing, providing value, learning, focusing less on, I guess, the bag part. Yeah, and I think that will also bring a lot of newcomers to the space when you get stuff like that, hopefully. And yeah. going off of that, actually, do you have any tips for newcomers who are coming to invest? Uh, not necessarily, you know, for building their brand on Twitter, like I said, but in investing in crypto. What advice would you give to, say, your friend who's come up to you and said, oh, can you help me? You know, I'm thinking about doing this. <laughs> uh, don't invest yet. Don't. I Honestly, my best piece of advice would be to sit there and watch and learn for a little bit. Um, I know that, that people don't like to do that, though. So if you really feel the need, like that, that itch to, <laughs> to invest or, or to gamble a little bit and see if charts go up, charts go down, um, put a little bit in, right? Decide like a, what percentage of my investment money am I willing to just gamble away and, and use that to play around with. But outside of that, watch, just sit there and watch and take it in and talk with people and join spaces and listen to people and ask the questions. Um, and don't expect, don't expect to 10 X something overnight. That's not, that's not how any of this works. Yeah. Don't FOMO in, I guess is a big one because that's literally how I've lost most of my money is FOMO. <laughs> I told you earlier, like, I don't, I don't just, I just don't mint things anymore. Like I mint because my friend is the artist or my friend made a song or something that someone I like or love has created and I want to support them but I don't mint because this project is pumping. I don't, I mean, I guess once, once in a blue moon, I might, but that's just really not where I'm at. It's just too much. It's, it's FOMO. It's too much marketing. That's just built on. I don't know. Nothing. It's, it's a dangerous <laughs> game. It's a dangerous game. For, like FOMO is, it definitely is a, a thing that you need to avoid, but no, yeah. that's a good, that's good. That's good. And I like to ask people their tips for that, but most of them always do sort of turn out to be similar. Like, you know, do your own research, don't rush into stuff and, and get a community around you. Like we were saying earlier of people you trust who you can ask for advice. Yeah. And like, I just practice, say that. like if you're a trader, like paper trade for a while, right? Like just do something like where you're practicing, you're learning still don't feel like you're just going to come in and, and it's not bull run of 2021 anymore. Like, free money just doesn't appear out of nowhere. <laughs> no, not yet. You have yet. to learn. 
hopefully in a few years i need it but okay dank is there anything else you'd like to cover that we haven't covered yet no i appreciate you uh i appreciate your time and, and giving me space to share my story that's all right no it's been a pleasure having you and actually before we finish i've got a quick fire round i like to do these i just want one word answer from you for, for each of these oh, i love five. these yeah so well i mean you know hopefully i've worded them okay <laughs> um but yeah preferably one word and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you these now if that's okay okay i'll try my best <laughs> cool cool okay right gym or nutrition nutrition weights or cardio weights bitcoin or ethereum ethereum bored apes or crypto punks oh crypto punks nice and the last one the all-important one oh, every time every person <laughs> should the listeners rate the podcast five star 100 percent love it <laughs> i love asking that one because it's so cheesy but i just add it on every single time <laughs> it's fun it's good well that, that was the quick fire ones i like doing those they're always interesting i try and try and tailor them i, I just added a couple of the gym ones there i knew you'd be interested <laughs> in that should have been asking to ground or not to ground that's the question <laughs> No, should I, I should it. I be sitting in a pile of mud with a, with a copper pole and <laughs> holding onto it for five hours a day? Yes, but ask. only right <laughs> next to the water with your toes in the water. Yes, nice. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you very much, Dank, for coming on. And thank you for your cameo as well, Susan. I much appreciate that. And actually, before, before we do sign this off, Dank, I would like you to tell the listeners where they can find you and, you know, where they can find your spaces page and stuff like that. Thank you. Yes. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at DankSunset27. Um, and from there, you can find everything. Everything's in my bio. So you can find the Word Diet. If you're interested in the Word Diet, you can click through into the Word Diet. Um, and then you can shoot me a DM for anything, uh, any questions, anything. Well, again, once more, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone, you know, thanks to everyone who listened as well. This is crazy. There's a lot of you stayed and that's really cool. And um, if anyone here wants to follow me and uh, I'll follow you back, whatever, I want to link up, network with as many people as possible. Um, I do want to ask everyone a favor. Um, Dank, I will ask the favor after you've spoken. I think my favor, I think the favor was my, I was going to ask um, for rating the podcast. How, how do we do that? Because that was the favorite. I love mo like everybody in there in the, in the audience. Um, I love all of them. And I know that they would probably love to do us a favor too. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you want to tell us how. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, appreciate that. Yeah. So if you would love to help me out, it literally takes up, I think 30 seconds max, because sometimes Spotify makes you listen to it. Uh, if you have Spotify or Apple podcasts, whatever it is, if you click on my account now, literally click on my little dude uh and then in my bio it's got the link tree to where you can, if you click the link tree there it will take you to like whatever you use to listen to your podcast or your music whatever platform it is and then if you click through that find the podcast on there and each one's got a different rating system i don't even know if they will have a rating system i know spotify does and i know apple does so if you could just take a second to rate it five star because it pushes it out to people so once you start getting more ratings people find it you know um, organically through that and then the benefit of that is people will then come across they'll find dank they'll find my previous guests my previous guests you know people who i've their their sort of audience will find you know everyone finds each other and it helps everyone network more and it's it's all just a great help to pushing it out there and that's that's the goal with this really is to 
you know, so dank your audience. Some of them might listen to it. They might like enjoy the podcast. They might like a project yeah. that I've had on previously or a person I've had on previously. They might relate to them, follow them. Bada bing, bada boom. They've made a, you know, a new connection there. And the same goes to, you know, in the future on episode 100, they'll come back and they might find you, so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, I would appreciate I'm on that. I'm it right now. That was really easy. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I just clicked I tried into to make your it. bio, clicked the link on your profile, took me to Spotify, and then I, to listen to it and then was able to rate. Yeah. And that, that helps awesome. so much. Like it, it brings the, the organic uh, sort of Spotify will show it more on people's like recommended or whatever i don't 100 percent understand it but i have heard that that is how it works and it seems to work um <laughs> so yeah it's, it's great stuff and, and yeah it's been a really fun one hopefully we should do another one soon i think we should do one about um more about this sort of nature stuff and uh susan i think we should definitely do one as well love that stuff love it great have, have a good oh i was gonna say evening have a good rest <laughs> of your morning and everyone else have a good evening morning afternoon wherever you are good one everyone see you all Bye. Thank you. See you.